Hey, I think not listeners. It's Patrick from True Crime Obsessed and the Obsessed Network. And I'm here to share some very exciting news. So as some of you might know, earlier this year, the author Jarrett Kobeck named a new suspect to be the Zodiac Killer. This was based on years of research, which uncovered never before seen evidence and answered many of the open questions that have remained over the decades that investigators have been trying to crack the case and uncover the Zodiac Killer's real identity. Our big news is that the Obsessed Network has helped publish the audiobook of Jarrett Kobeck's work. The audiobook is called How to Find Zodiac, and it's available right now on Audible and is voiced by the incredible award-winning narrator Scott Brick. In the audiobook, Kobeck names his new suspect in the first 15 minutes and then spends the rest of the book laying out his evidence. And his evidence that his suspect is in fact the Zodiac Killer is so compelling that true crime heavyweights like Rebecca Lavoie, host of the podcast Crime Writers On, and Paul Haynes, the researcher who helped Michelle McNamara uncover the identity of the Golden State Killer, are willing to stake their reputations on the fact that Jared Kobeck has identified the Zodiac Killer once and for all. So now we're going to play a short excerpt from the audiobook in which Kobeck addresses and perhaps definitively solves one of the great mysteries surrounding the Zodiac Killer and his attack on two college students at Lake Berryessa in September 1969. For this attack, the Zodiac Zodiac Killer was dressed in an executioner's robe and hood. Investigators and true crime sleuths have never been able to figure out why. But we might now finally have our answer. So here's a short excerpt from the audiobook of How to Find Zodiac, now available to download on Audible. Kobeck thought of a lingering Zodiac mystery. Why had the killer dressed like a medieval executioner at Lake Berryessa? What if there were a practical reason for the hood? rather than generally accepted idea that the garment expressed a religious ethos. Kobeck decided to see if there were any Renaissance fairs around the 27 September 1969 attack. And there was. The third annual Renaissance Pleasure Fair in Haypenny Market. It was open every single weekday of September 1969, including the 27th. It was happening in San Rafael, in Marin County, across the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco, about an hour and a half drive from Lake Berryessa. The third annual Renaissance Pleasure Fair in Haypenny Market, where people who wanted to dress in medieval garb went for fun on the weekend. Other than events hosted by the Society for Creative Anachronism, this was the one place in the Bay Area where an individual could dress in an executioner's hood and not be taken for an LSD casualty. Is it possible that Zodiac attended this fair? And if he did, was he in the hood? There's an obvious objection. If Zodiac was at the fair, then other attendees would have recognized the costume. It's the smart idea. but. In the moment, no image of the hood was released to the public. The costume's appearance was unknown. The first printed description suggested a Spanish caperote, conical in shape. But this was wrong. Brian Hartnell's interview makes it clear that Zodiac's hood was square on top. In 1969, the Pleasure Fair had a daily capacity of 10,000. By 2 p.m. each day, attendees were turned away in the hundreds. A day after Zodiac stabbed Hartnell and Shepard, KPIX-TV ran a story about the traffic caused by the fair. 
The footage demonstrates that many people, organizers and attendees, arrive in costume. Most of these outfits look homemade. Amongst the ten thousand, how would anyone notice one more? As far as Quebec knew, no Zodiac researcher had noticed that this event took place in the same month, let alone on the same day as the Lake Berryessa attack. A connection between the Renaissance Fair and the Hood seemed a much better explanation than assumptions of satanic ritual, particularly if one remembered Brian Hartnell's description. The victim said nothing about magic. The killer was a nervous, low-class guy who said that he'd escaped from prison. Kobeck was convinced that Zodiac had not lived alone. The evidence was there in the letters. The baseline of Zodiac's writing was a desire to be understood, to make sure that the language conveyed the message. Son of Sam's letters were the obvious counterpoint, barely coherent, written for the killer's amusement. Their language was often a direct rip of Zodiac. Zodiac wrote to Melvin Belli wishing him a happy Christmas. Son of Sam wished a happy Easter to the people of Queens, New York. Zodiac liked hunting. So did Son of Sam. The Son of Sam correspondences were filled with meaningless phrases. I miss my pretty princess most of all. She's resting in Our Lady's house. But I'll see her soon. Papa Sam is old now. He needs some blood to preserve his youth. He has had too many heart attacks. Too many heart attacks. Ugh me hoot, it hurts, sonny boy. Because Craig is Craig, so must the streets be filled with Craig. Death. Zodiac never did that shit. Zodiac always wrote to be understood. It made Kobeck think that Zodiac wasn't like Son of Sam, a chubby behemoth living alone with no one to help develop communication skills. If Zodiac didn't live alone, the hood posed a problem. How does someone keep an executioner's hood in the house and not raise questions? The answer was now theoretically clear. The hood is for a renaissance fair. It's the perfect cover. Thanks for checking out this small excerpt from the audiobook, How to Find Zodiac. This is just one of the many Zodiac mysteries that have potentially been solved with the naming of the new Zodiac suspect. Once again, the audiobook is available for download on Audible right now, and you should go check it out.